If you care about clean air, water, and food, and you want to see social justice for everyone, this podcast is for you. Green Divas Maxine Margot and Megan McWilliams and Green Dude Wayne Bouchard are going to dig in and try to make sense of the current political scene, especially as it relates to climate change, pollution, and human rights. We are not political pundits. We are deeply concerned citizens alarmed by the state of our government. We will try to offer rational commentary and solutions, amplifying positive news as often as possible. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, and thank you so much for tuning us in. We are your Green Divas and Dudes Unpundits. Unpundits. I'm, I'm Green Diva Meg. I'm Green Diva Max. And I'm the Green Dude Wayne. You say it with such resignation now. <laughs> Good he God. depressed. He <laughs> finally <laughs> says he's the Green Dude. Yay! You know, and there's a lot of things green this time of year, including Nothing. the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is our end of the year wrap-up show, and we thought, like, let's just kind of look back, because it was a really big, weird year politically, right? It was like the year of living weird? dangerously politically. It, it still is. It's, and it's not <laughs> over. And, ain't it over till it's over, Mr. Yogi said. So I, we kind of went back. We all took notes on things that kind of stuck out to us. And we're just going to kind of run through it, and we have lots of interesting things other than this for you. So please just kind of stay with us here, okay? Stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us. Okay. So, like, early in the year, and by the way, I have never watched an unveiling of a presidential portrait ever in my life. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when they were unveiling the Obama portraits, everybody was watching. Of course. And I think it's because we miss them so much. Miss them isn't the word. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I do also. Wayne didn't want me to put that down. He was like, that's stupid. Well, <laughs> that's I not news. It's not news. It's not news, but it doesn't matter because I think we want to hit the feelings of people. And I think I know a lot of people who feel the same way. Well, you just want to feel normal. Well, whatever that is. But I just want to mention the artists because they were unique, I think, mm -hmm. in terms of past presidential uh, portraits. And uh, Kahende Wali, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, correctly, was the artist who did Barack. Mm -hmm. And Amy Sherald uh, was the one who painted Michelle. And they were both beautiful. Right. And they were most people really liked it. There were, of course, some critics. but you Bring know, back you, the you Obamas! Know, you know. Obama, Obama, and then and then in February we had uh, the Parkland High School shooting, which you know they're all bad, but this one felt like a game changer, right? Right, and then especially because um, I mean it, the the kids who became so adamant about gun control after and 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 moved the needle by having you know rallies and 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 still continuing today to to bring that you know. Uh, issue out there. I know. I know. We do talk about that later. <laughs> Wayne's like, but, but, but that's a, another point. <laughs> <Down>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Russia has an election. Da. No irregularities there. Putin wins again. Wait, wait a minute. Did we interfere? Uh, yeah, that's what I want to know. Did uh, the U.S. interfere in the Russian uh, election? I don't think we care. I don't. I don't know. And frankly, Scarlett, 
I don't give a <laughs> I damn. Don't, you got it. <laughs> exactly. See? See, we're all, we know that reference here. Okay, so then I have in the list here what we mentioned before in March. The students rally to the cause of anti-gun violence in March for Our Lives, which was really um, inspired by these kids from Parkland who just like, we're not going to take this anymore. Right, they're Stop mad as hell. shooting at us, yeah. Right. And they're right to be mad as hell because, hey, they're the ones that have to go through active shooter drills. Could you imagine your six-year-old in school now going through an active okay. shooter drill? Yes, and here's a quick story. I don't want to dwell on any of these things too much, but we went to our granddaughter's. She had a chorus thing last week, and it was the first time this year that we've been in the school. And I was like, why is there a police officer out in the parking lot and why is there a police officer at the door and why are being we being herded like cattle we have to wear T- it name tags and sign in each of us and i realized this and, is yeah and we couldn't use the bathrooms. oh yeah we couldn't use the bathrooms they had they, they would only allow you to use they had one bathroom in the office for the adults they wouldn't let us go down and gracie didn't like it either apparently that, anyway i literally insane. cried because i realized this is the new world my grandchildren are in okay i know i know all right wayne's yeah. like giving me the sign well it, it's a, it's a subject you know that could take seven shows so yeah. but on to the next oh more fun things kids were incarcerated at the border what this yeah. year right went into cages that well was, that was fun you said were they still are. Oh, they still are. That's right. Not only, well, they're not necessarily, they're they're dispersed around the country. But no, they're still in. in I know there are more down there They put there up now. like a tent city kind of thing. But you what's know. upsetting to me was there's thousands of kids that they aren't able to replace with their parents. Yeah. Oh, Gracie. <laughs> well, she <laughs> feels the Gracie. same way. She's like, oh. She goes, what's with the kids? Why? Saying, Why is right. she making noise? Not because she hears all this great news. <laughs> okay, Wayne, you read the next one. Michael Cohen pleads guilty to eight federal crimes, including pay off the Stormy Daniels, and he got a three-year prison term. And Donald Trump said he didn't know anything about it. Right. Do we believe that? You know, it's like Schultz. Of course we do. I know nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> oh. Ah, yeah. I hear nothing. Hogan's heroes. Hogan's heroes. Schultz. Yeah. Okay, so we got a new Supreme Court justice. That was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and then there were pipe bombs sent to Hillary Clinton, Obama, George Soros, other prominent Democrats, as well as CNN. CNN. I know. It's just not cool. Not, not and we never found out why. What was yeah, the motive? Whatever, whatever happened. They did catch the guy. They caught the guy, and they found all sorts of strange things on his car and, and anything that would put up a red light saying this guy is, like, not, you know, all there. Yet he was able to mail all these things from Florida post office. And he couldn't spell very well. Couldn't spell, and he— Oh, yeah. Nah. It, it, was, it was scary. It was scary to see all these people— well, while we're on the topic of scary, there was a synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh, which was horrifying. Hmm. Because anti-Semitism is on the rise. And now when you go to a temple, almost any temple now, you're going to, you know, Trump said, we need to have, there should have been an armed guard or whatever. I mean, you know, it's, and now we have to have arm, armed guards just like your granddaughter had at school. Yeah. This is the new America. Yeah, that would be upsetting. It is upsetting. It's very upsetting, all of this. Then we had the midterm elections, which the blue wave was just sort of this, like, blue high tide. You know, it just kind of kept coming in. Mm -hmm. Right? They're still doing a recount in in, in one place. Oh, my God. North Uh, Carolina. Yeah. They they just can't figure it out. But so far, it's been record-breaking for many women, minorities, 
Right, and Nancy Pelosi predicted the blue wave on Stephen Colbert, and Stephen Colbert was afraid. He was, like, shuddering when she said it, figuring in his brain you can see him go, why did she say that? It's going to jinx everything, like, shut up. Yes, but don't say it. she obviously knew something. Yeah. Um, then we have the military sent to the Mexican border to protect us from hordes of women and children. Uh, well, you know, that that's just... One giant political stunt. Yeah, that was just prior to the midterms. And by the way, nobody's talking about it now. And I'm not even sure if the military's still down there, are they? Yes. Yes. That's expensive, too, right? Well, hey, the infamous tax cuts. You left that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. That that was this year? Yeah. Yes, that was this year. That was this year. No, actually, I think it was last year. Was it last year? No, no, it was I this think year. It was, okay, this well, year. it was this year. It was this year. I obviously have no sense of time. Sorry. It's okay, but hey, right, that, Wayne is moving yeah. us along. <laughs> okay, moving right so, along. <laughs> uh, here's a stat that nobody wants to talk about or believe. 307 mass shootings in the U.S. so far in 2018. And this is according to a business insider who got statistics from Gun Violence Archive. Yeah. No other place in the world nope. has this. No, we're just killing each other. You know. So what's up with Wisconsin and North Carolina Republicans voting to limit power to the executive branches because of the incoming Democratic administrations that they're terrified of? That's like a tactic from Germany. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I, this should be like on the front page news every day at this point. And the Dems should be screaming and they should be suing and doing everything in their power to stop this. It's kind of weird. Weird. It's they're taking over. They lost. Boo hoo! You lost. You know, unbelievable. Wayne, that's all you have something to say about that. Well, I think it's uh, it's going to come back and bite him in the rear end because uh, you know the Democrats are going to do the same thing when they lose. Well, you know, this is how we got into the situation we're in right now. You know, we keep doing these stupid things and um, like sideways stunts in order to get what you want in the moment. Right. And then later on, the other side says, hey. Right. It's like, uh, what was the um, the Democratic senator who uh, blew up the um, filibuster rule? Right, right, right. And oh, then right. it came back to bite us in the rear right. end when Ka- Kavanaugh got right. elected. Right. Then we had no right. filibuster was, option. Exactly. Right. So just recently, a seven-year-old child dies while in custody at the U.S. Border Patrol. This is not Okay. No, this is definitely not okay. And while we're on the topic of borders, um, the Butterfly Sanctuary is being bulldozed to make room for more border. Uh, my question is why, and I'll never get an answer. I know. And by the way— Except greed and you insanity. Know, because we're green divas, you know, we happen to know that butterflies are extremely important. Crucial. They're pollinators, and, right. and we shouldn't be, like, you know, hosing them. Just it's un- unbelievable. <laughs> it's just—it's— it, I don't know. They're not hosing them. They're bulldozing them. Hosing, bulldozing. Hosing, bulldozing. Well, they're also, you know, going to have seismic tests in the uh, Atlantic Ocean that could kill the whales and dolphins. That's really upsetting. Who's thinking of this? (laughs) Who's in the White House thinking of this stuff? So... I'm going to take a minute here to uh, <laughs> let you all know that we really want to interact with you, and we hope that you will reach out to us through social media, perhaps, mm-hmm. at GD underscore politics or at The Green Divas or at TM Shades of Green. 
or at Green Devo Meg. These are all Twitter and Instagram, and the dog is underscoring that she likes Instagram. See? That's right. She likes Instagram. We have to take, we'll take a picture of you, Gracie, and put you on Instagram today. So we have a lot more coming up, including a really fun debate with two of my favorite unpundits. GD Max and GD Wayne. A de- it's not a debate. It's well, not a debate. It's just, I don't know. I think Megan's it, trying to start trouble. I, I am. I, I brought I my starting. boxing gloves in my bag. <laughs> oh. So stay tuned. Have you considered how your body may impact the environment and those left behind after you die? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. According to the Green Burial Council, conventional burials result in the annual use of 77,000 trees and nearly 5 million gallons of embalming fluid containing cancer-causing chemicals. And one cremation uses as much energy as a 500-mile car trip and releases 250 pounds of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. There are many alternatives available now in the U.S. You can become a tree or even be part of rebuilding a coral reef. A green burial could be your last act of love for the earth. Do your homework for your family and talk about it now. I'm Green Diva Meg. Listen to over 500 Green Divas podcasts and learn lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com. Before we get to our fun undebate with the unpundits, uh, we just wanted to kind of hit, hit some highlights on what we think are going to be hot topics for 2019. Or what we'd maybe like to hear more about. And uh, in that vein, I had a chance to speak to meteorologist Paul Douglas, who's an interesting cat, right? He's so good at explaining climate change, science, and meteorology and how they intersect. But he's also <laughs> happens to be a conservative evangelical, and he identifies that way. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and he's got some interesting things to say about Uh, the political issue. Uh, My name is Paul Douglas. I'm a meteorologist. I consider myself an evangelical Christian. So I'm a person of faith. I, I believe that science is essential, and we should listen to the scientists But I also believe that science is incomplete and that there are other ways of looking at the universe and that science only goes so far. But I also believe that we have a spiritual obligation to pay attention, not only to help ourselves, but to keep an eye on the kind of world that we're leaving to our kids and our grandkids. All of us have a legacy, and I think we have to be spiritually aware and sensitive, and that we should be stewards of God's creation, even if you don't believe in God. I mean, we we have something unique on this planet, and I think we have an obligation. The fourth National Climate Assessment was just released, and uh, again, this is This was mandated by Congress, starting with Ronald Reagan. A number of different agencies teamed up and produced this report, which basically says, hey, it's not a theory. It's already happening, and we should probably pay attention. The wording with each one of these becomes increasingly more strident, more dire, 
there are steps we need to take, and we should be taking those steps now. I think a lot of people on the right are concerned that the only solution is more government, EPA on steroids. And so, and genetically, a lot of conservatives are abhor the notion of more government, more layers of bureaucracy. My personal opinion, yeah, a price on carbon makes a lot of sense, and maybe we'll get there. We should get there. And I think there's a um, a smart way to do that that is revenue neutral, that doesn't grow the federal government, and that returns money back to individual citizens. So I think there's a smart way, and I still think we're going to get there. And it may not come at a federal level. It may be at a state level, seven states right now looking at – finding creative ways to put a price on carbon that don't derail the economy of their states. And so in this case, I see more action at a grassroots local and state level. And so I'm encouraged by that. So speaking of some kind of carbon tax, G.D. Lisa um, up in Portland, Maine, got to speak with Peter Monroe, who's working with Citizens Climate Lobby up in Portland. And this is a topic that's been coming up. Uh, NPR has been covering it lately, so I'm hoping it does come up. But he's got a, a nice way of articulating how um, their ideas for reducing carbon output through a carbon fee and dividend program. The program that uh, Citizens Climate Lobby backs to lower the amount of carbon dioxide that's being emitted by the United States in particular is called Carbon Fee and Dividend. It, it consists of three parts. First, a fee or a levy, or you could call it a tax, but <clears throat> there are reasons for not calling it a tax, on carbon di- dioxide, uh, carbon emissions. Uh, These are the emissions that are driving uh, global warming, climate change. So a rising price per ton on oil and coal and gas at the oil well or at the coal mine uh, will make them less desirable in the marketplace. They will be used less and less. Uh, That will drive a lot of innovation in renewables and clean energy, all desirable goals. The dividend part is that all the money that comes in as a result of these levies will be divided in equal parts for all Americans, half shares to uh, children under 18. The important part of that is that because uh, the price on carbon will go up, the price of gasoline at the pump will go up, so will the price of home heating oil. And the way to compensate individuals for that is to give them the money that comes from the fossil fuel companies, that comes from ExxonMobil. So in the first year, if you get over $100 billion uh, from these companies at a $15 per ton fee, divided in equal shares, uh, everyone gets $300. And that's more than enough for working class folks to pay for any increases in the cost of gasoline at the pump. 
Max has kind of, they've decided to kind of debate a little bit. Um, the undebate. Well, not over, a debate. We're just kind of bringing like, points out about yeah, like, um, who, who we might feel are the Right. So Max kind of picked Beto. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. She, she's got that swoony look in her yeah, eyes. And, so and uh, Wayne is going with our dude, Cory Booker, who we both happen to really like. Of course, he's, you know, he's our senator. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a good man. I mean, he's and he's a cool dude. I'm not going to debate him, debate about him because he's got some swag, man. I know they both do. You know, so I I don't know, you know. But all right. So wait, Wayne. Let's hear. Um, so Wayne, go ahead. Your, let's let's your hear. Take no, some all take right. On, let's um, hear some take on. You know, court. I'm not necessarily uh, you know convinced that uh, Cory Booker is the candidate for the job. Uh, I just thought we should talk about him. Um, I'm still up in the air trying to determine which one of these uh, candidates is is best suited to lead us out of the um, Trump era. The quagmire. So here are some statistics about uh, Cory Booker. Uh, He's 49 years old, single. We'll talk about that a little bit later. His hometown is uh, Newark, New Jersey. He was raised in New Jersey. Educated at Stanford University, he has an undergraduate and a master's degree from Stanford. Rhodes Scholar, and he attended uh, Yale Law School. Uh, very well-educated young man. He is a vegan, which I thought would impress the hell wow. out of Megan. I didn't know that. I love oh. him even more. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's just, just, <laughs> just got some extra Now kudos. I'm swooning. Oh, now she's He swooning. was elected to the city council of uh, the city of Newark and then became mayor of Newark. And then he ran for the U.S. Senate and was elected. I thought an interesting uh, thing was that a couple of days after a swearing-in ceremony, uh, Senator John McCain uh, paid him a visit. And the two of them had a, um, you know, a very nice visit. And then uh, Booker uh, later characterized uh, Senator McCain as a, uh, a statesman, not a uh, politician, mm-hmm. which is probably a very accurate uh, characterization of John McCain. Uh, one thing that I was not aware of was that um, he was um, one of the top three candidates for Hillary for vice president to the extent that Hillary actually ordered uh, or the Hillary campaign actually ordered uh, Clinton Booker placards. Um, wow. Wow. And when uh, Booker was informed of this by the uh, by the New York New Yorker reporter, uh, he was pretty shocked. He said, oh, my God, he had no idea that he was in the running for that position. Uh, an interesting thing uh, this past summer, uh, Booker and, and a team of aides went to uh, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, and Illinois to meet with uh, mostly Republican farmers. They did not tell the press. There was no press at any of these meetings. Um, and the general consensus is that uh, Cory Booker seems to be trying to put together a 2020 campaign coordinating the impoverished uh, rural Americans with the poor inner-city Americans. Well, that's a good idea. That would be an interesting, um, an interesting twist. Uh, he still lives with his brother in Newark. In a, you know, reasonably nice neighborhood. And uh, when he is in Washington, he lives in a what is characterized as a crappy basement apartment. And he kind of lives like a monk. 
Doesn't spend a whole lot of money. He is not a millionaire. He's involved with some Bible study with um, Senator uh, Gillibrand. Uh, He's been dating some African-American model uh, who I won't even name, but, uh, you know, he's looking to get married and have children. He better hurry up. He's 49. Man, that's an eligible bachelor right there. Uh, Yeah. He raised raised a lot. should have him on The Bachelor. Yeah. He raised a lot of money for uh, Democrats for the midterm elections and... um, the uh, head of the Democratic Party in New Hampshire uh, has said he's the uh, best fundraiser he's ever seen. Uh, he got in a little bit of trouble during the uh, Kavanaugh hearings. He uh, released some confidential emails that uh, uh, showed um, the bad side of uh, Justice Kavanaugh's uh, opinions on racial diversity. And uh, he was threatened uh, to be expelled from the Senate over some old old Senate rule about these confidentiality things. Uh, and he has referred to the Kavanaugh vote in the, in the Senate as a uh, as uh, one of the dark moments in American history. Now, as far as his political positions are concerned, you know, he is what would be classified as a progressive. Yes. He has... Um, so, I like that. He has signed on and is a co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' uh, uh, health care plan, single-payer health care plan. You know, he's on the right side of uh, such issues as abortion, climate change, uh, of course, health care. Uh, very um, vocal on LBG, LGBT rights. Uh, he has condemned the war on drugs as a tremendous failure and a, and a terrible travesty to the uh, black people of this country. And his uh, foreign policy um, positions are all what you would expect from a progressive Democrat in the U.S. Senate. And that's kind of it for me. All right. That's actually, I learned a lot. Thank you, Wayne. Max, tell us about Bitto. Bet on Beto. 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 Beat it. I like that. That's a good slogan. Bet on Beto. Yeah. He uh, he's he's got a a a wave behind him um, because he uh, he he did not win the Senate uh, election in he lost to Cruz. What a guy! Uh, But he he showed some some moxie. He showed some strength. I mean he. He 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 uh, graduated Columbia University. Um, he he's married with three children. He served in Congress uh, for three terms, and he had the, his use of social media in this because he 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 didn't want to use any m- outside money. I so, like that. So he got like seventy million dollars from online. Wow! And, and small and, donations and because he's. He's hitting, he's trying to hit the youth, and hit the youth, and 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 the youth liked him, <laughs> and they not only liked him in Texas, they liked him in other places, yeah. which is why yeah. he's being floated as a dark horse candidate. Uh, and to me, I think we need young blood. I think yeah. that it, it it's crucial that we have someone who I mean, you know, not that I'm not a senior myself, but I think it's time for for somebody to be in there that that's going to have 
Uh, remember they had the, the, the phrase vim and vigor for President Kennedy? He had vim. He had vigor. Well, vigor. It, was, it was classified as Vega. Vega. Because that's, that's from you Boston. Vim and I know. Vega. You're, a, you're, you're a Boston. You're a Boston person. Uh, and O'Rourke, you know, and a lot of things that I've read, uh, I've seen the same thing. He has the kind of thing that every candidate, Democrat or Republican, wants organic energy. He generates excitement everywhere he goes and is being urged to run by activists from all over uh, the Democratic base. Although, right, he seems to be the flavor of the moment, but it seems to be that uh, he's taken a meeting with President Obama, who's, uh, who, who was going to stump for him, but he felt that he wanted no part of that at the moment. He wanted to Texas. He went to every county in Texas. Um, he, he embarked on a trip with a fellow Republican, 1,600-mile journey from San Antonio to Washington, D.C., to show that bipartisanship still occurs, even in, you know, on this road trip. And he was given it, they were given an award to sh- about they had bipartisanship all over it because they, they were trying to show that we can work together, you know, which is kind of dead, which I know, Wayne, you've experienced seeing that in person, that they did work together, and now it's, you know. So, so he did have a meeting with Obama, and he seems to be like sort of, I think, anointed in a way by Obama. Um, they had... Uh, conversation about him, you know, what he's going to do, how is he going to possibly run. And uh, He reminds me of Obama when Obama was young and everybody was really excited after he did the speech at the Democratic Convention. Everybody's like, wow, who's that guy? Because he met with Obama and Obama, Obama's mission, uh, stated mission has been to build a new generation of Democratic leaders. And uh, when he met with O'Rourke, who is 46, so he's, you know, good age, you know. He said he reminded him of himself. Uh, and again, the three-term congressman, um, he figured he was one one of the rare politicians who can connect with a wide swath of the electorate in an increasingly siloed country. That's what Obama said. So there's a lot of things that he, you know, is bringing forth. Um, he wants to, you know, in terms of his um, ideology. He wants to get youth involved. He wants to have health care. You know, everything that, that, you know, he was starting to be very middle of the road, and then he started to get a little more progressive because he was trying to outreach to, this, to the young people. Of course, he's in Texas. You know, and he's in Texas, and Texas, you know, is, if he can turn Texas semi-blue or a little purple in, his, in, in that, because he didn't I don't know what he lost by it. I didn't see the exact amount, but well, I think it was pretty tight. But but it was it was a tight election, and uh, so he wanted to make sure that you know Obama also feels that that he has a strong you know convictions and and what is he willing to do, you know when when oftentimes these these politicians come in, you never know what you're going to get. But a lot of times, in this race that he had with Cruz, he he brought forth. You know, a lot of things. Oh, he t- he held his own well in an ugly, ugly. And it was it was it was pretty ugly. Yeah. So there were a lot of things about him that you know that are really good. Well, and I, I suspect we're going to learn a lot more over the next few months, right? We're gonna. He he has flown under the radar until this last election. Cruz took him out on the uh, NFL because he was for the people who 
were kneeling. He said they have an absolute right. Uh, so, and if people have a conviction to do that, he was for them. Yep. And then Cruz found some, you know, veteran who lost his legs in the war from Vietnam, and he said, if you can't, if I can't, you know, kneel, you know, you have to make sure that you're standing upright so that I can be honored to the and it and it stuck with people. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, you know, that one you, thing, you, use you know, veterans, especially wounded warriors, it's like, yeah, and he and he, he used a lot of <laughs> wounded warriors, so um, that was what that it, was didn't, it didn't work for John Kerry. No, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> not, not at all. Wow, but anyway, he, you know, he, we want to get a new generation of people. I mean, he's he's for the dreamers. Immigration's a big issue in Texas, and there's a lot of issues that are, yeah. you know, out there that he's. But he seems to have this energy and he seems to have a glow. And that's something that they're all looking at. It's this glow, this connection that he's making with people. And that's what you need in a candidate. I really like hearing about both these candidates a little bit more in depth. And I suspect it's not it has nothing to do with debate. But I, I can see why going forward, we might pick a couple of more candidates to focus on and give a little bit more detail as uh, things progress. In 2019. So we generally end with a quote or two. And uh, I love this one from Mitch. You got the power. I've seen you use it. You think you don't have it. That's how you lose it. And that's your bro. That's my bro who came up with Uh, that one. Can I do the Kennedy one? Yes, Yes, please. please. Can I do it in the... uh... Do it in the Boston accent. Do your Kennedy accent. Let us not seek the Republican answer. Or the Democratic answer, but the right answer. Let us not seek to fix the blame for the past. Let us accept our responsibility for the future. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of GD Politics. We really do want to hear from you. Please find us at thegreendivas.com or write to us politics at thegreendivas.com. Otherwise, you'll hear and see us in all the regular places. Meanwhile, stay positive, get active, and whatever you do, please exercise your right to vote in every election. 